a competition and experience just the pinnacle. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself now. Just, I just cried. Just burst into tears. I like, I don't know what happened. But there's just been certain things because I took a lot of time out. It's been yeah. th certain things that have been hard to come back from. Cool. Are we going? Yeah, who's saying what? I, I think I'll do it this time. Welcome back to another episode of Gym Therapy. My name's Bryn. <laughs> My name's Jay. Feel free to call me Gaius. G. GT. I actually don't know Jay what to Thompson. call you. you. You pick and choose which Gaius name Mitchell. you want to be called at certain times. I just go with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow. Um, what did we talk about last time? We had a long episode last time. It was about 40 minutes. Well, the bottom <laughs> 40 line minutes. of it was basically we're back. We're recording. We're no, that was again. the first we had a massive episode. falling out. No, I'm that was the first episode. Really. The first episode, because we're a couple of weeks ahead, which is unheard of for us. Normally, it's very like last minute. Yeah, we're not very good about time management. I can't lie. No, at the moment, we have a lovely schedule of every Wednesday at around 4.30, because the first time I actually forgot to press upload and publish. Yeah, well, <laughs> on Wednesday as well, you was obviously filming all day, so we didn't manage to record this Wednesday, but... We're doing it on a Friday instead. Yeah, we're switching things up. We've actually got a bit of time and we were adults about this and we were like, oh, hey, wait, Bryn, you've got time. <laughs> I've got time. Let's do this. Let's do a podcast. We've got so a couple of so subjects. As, what did you say? I said, so here we are. We're, <laughs> we're recording another podcast. We're back in my room. Report, reporting? Reporting. Report. <laughs> I give up. We're talking right now. Before we get into this, we'll just thank the sponsors or the microphone sponsors of the episode, which are Rode. Yeah, thank you for this awesome setup for these microphones and uh, letting us give our viewers or listeners some crisp, clear audio. That's sweet, sweet, good, good. Um, we're going to start off with a couple controversial topics because the world loves controversy and Bryn loves talking about controversy, <laughs> especially on a uh, media spectrum. I'm joking, he absolutely hates it. I just don't like <laughs> upsetting the people, you know. <laughs> I'm quite into it at the moment. I enjoy it. The first thing we're going to talk about is actually someone someone messaged both of us about this, um, and it was it was a girl, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, it was a girl over uh, social media um, message request, and it it was basically, what do you think of British gymnastics recently removing the disability gym from the British Championships, the British Masters? Yeah. Um. So, I guess that's the first thing that we we're, we're just going to discuss. Um. And again, yeah, from that, just message either me or Jay any questions or any topics that you want us to discuss, and we'll, we'll try and get onto those in the future. Yeah, we want as much engagement for everyone as possible, because although we can come up with a lot of topics... You've got to give us some extra stuff to work with, some <laughs> more things to talk about. Yeah, exactly. We, we need a bit of help. We are full-time gymnasts and filmmakers here, and <laughs> uh, Rick and Morty watchers. <laughs> <laughs> so, in my personal opinion... This is just my opinion. I actually think it's a little bit harsh on the fact that British gymnastics have removed it because um, it's quite a big stage, the British. I think the biggest thing is it, it gives them the opportunity to experience competing in a big arena with a big crowd, yeah. which isn't something that they necessarily would experience any other way. No. And a lot of people, the thing with it as well, it, it brings exposure to it because a lot of people, I personally, myself, didn't know because at one of the Britishes, I found out that there was a world championships for it. And it sounds really naive of me, but 
um, I think it was like two years ago, they yeah. announced that he was on floor and they were like, oh, this is the world champion. I was like, what? Yeah, it's pretty The world cool. champion? But like, I think the best thing about it is it's, it's bringing all disciplines, all different types of people together as well. Because yeah. um, in the Masters, that's, a, that's the finals day. It's the second day of competition for the, the seniors. Um, we... We we all compete together, so we're we're doing our finals while they're competing as well. So like Jay said, it it does give it that little bit of more exposure, yeah. Um, and the opportunity for them to experience some big arenas and big crowds. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think for them, they're probably buzzing to do that. Like they go, that's probably like the highlight or one of the highlights of their year. At that point, where they're like, oh yeah, we get to go to the British, where there's loads of people, big crowd. Sign autographs, da, 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 loads of people watching us. Yeah, they, they love it. They're it. in the back gym of us, like training, um, like the podium training and stuff like that. And they're, they're always coming up and having a chat with us as well. Yeah. Because um, I guess for for some of them, some of us are, I guess, uh, idols and inspirations. Cause, yeah, I guess to a certain degree, actually. Yeah, like, and it's always it's a big thing always experiencing that that first time competing with your idols really isn't it like i remember when i first sat, turned senior and i'm competing with the likes of zonderland uh fabian like all, all them like it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mental transition really yeah yeah so for them it's it's kind of like it's the same feeling but yeah. for that to be removed i wonder how they feel about that because uh, I, I i don't know i'd like to hear their opinion on it yeah um i think it's a bit harsh but yeah I definitely think it's harsh. It's taken, it's taken something away from them, isn't it? But yeah, why do you reckon they did it? I want to get. I, I, I mean, without getting like super controversial, because there's obviously there's only a certain amount we can really say about it without getting in trouble. <laughs> I, I, I guess it. I feel like it. It's just ticket sales, isn't it? Like, people. A lot of people are, are paying to come and watch the seniors, the masters. Mm -hmm. And although it is an added bonus to watch them as well, it, and it's a privilege, I, I enjoy watching them. Oh yeah, I'm super impressed. The best of their ability. Um, the, the different disabilities, some of them are mental, some of them are physical, some of them might be missing a limb in that, and they're, they're doing all these different things, all of these different skills. And although they're not performing order skills they're performing the best skills that they can and yeah. i quite enjoy watching it personally i find it really impressive really really impressive genuinely i like i actually like watching it but that's what i mean from like a spectator point of view and a kind of like money point of view if you're on about ticket sales i personally don't understand how that would affect them because i've actually never seen it on the tickets advertised as that no i've never seen them even advertise it like when they're doing all the promotion and stuff over social media no. in, in the lead up to it to to sell tickets. No, exactly. You just um, don't hear of it. I guess the only other thing it could be is like timings and stuff. Like sometimes with the Masters finals recently, they tried to do it um, through BBC and stuff like Red Button. So maybe yeah. it's something to do with TV timings, making sure that everything's running on schedule so there's no delays maybe. That's a good point actually. I wonder if they, yeah, that probably is something to tie into it. But either way, I feel like they should have their shot on TV. Yeah. I just think that. But obviously, there's money involved with everything and there's reasons to everything. And they might have a separate competition for them now. Rather than cramming but them in with us, they might have their own. Developing that separate competition, they're not necessarily going to get 
the big crowds or the big arenas. Yeah. There isn't... I mean, I could be wrong, but I can't imagine there's as many disability gymnasts compared to, like, everyone else who would compete at the British Championships. Yeah. It'll be a finer... Like, you think we have two, two or three subdivisions sometimes, like... To free and even that they're they're trying to narrow that down as well. Yeah, they're trying to filter that through and make their less gym. Make they their want less there to be qualification make. competitions now to be able to qualify for the British Championships. So yeah, there's less people. So it's Except, filtered to, I guess, uh, the best. Yeah, I get I get it from that point of view, but if you're thinking it from if you're thinking of it as like a business point of view, I don't understand that part. I really don't. I I don't get that part. And like I keep saying, like the British for some people. Even um, as like a, 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 I don't know how to phrase this without being <laughs> that sounded horrible. It's it's very hard, and we're we're not we're not trying to we're not trying to offend anyone no. or upset anyone by anything we're saying here. Yeah. So, so please take it with <laughs> pinch of salt. Or like we're we're really not trying to be horrible people no. by anything we say at all. So you've got you've got your gymnastics and you've got disability gymnastics. The gymnastics. Um, I don't understand why they're trying to filter that down because uh, the more people you have competing, the more of an audience you're potentially going to have because you're going to have families and then you're going to have extended families coming yeah, and exactly. possibilities like it's, that. It's more people if that, that, and if more ticket sales as well. Exactly. If they're thinking that, about That's how business. you make your money from events like that. That's how you make it back. That's how they make a, a profit and invest it back into the gymnastics or back into the business to either get a bigger arena yeah, a bigger people. arena or investing because it's not just gymnastics. Like it's not just artistic, men's artistic and women's artistic that they manage. They're man, you know, it's obviously it's rhythmic, different times, uh, yeah, like tumbling, trampolining. Yeah, they've got all those events. So all the money that they earn from one event will probably overflow or not overflow, but go into the next event that they put on. So the more that they can generate from each event, the more they can plug into each event. But if they take that away, and they say oh, only a certain amount of people can qualify. Yeah. And they're limiting the amount of money and the amount that they can put into the event because admittedly, like we always hear them saying they want to put on the best show for us. They want to make us feel like the stars. But I don't think that's, a necess that's not necessary either. No, I don't think it's like necessary. Like some of the years we've, we've bloody marched in, welcome into the arena, the gymnasts, and they, they announce everyone by name. We've got a blooming flamethrower nearly singeing our hairs off as we walk through. Or oh, mate, that thing's burnt so many people. Like, people... <laughs> Although it's nice for a show, but our qualifications aren't televised, so it's not necessary. Like, no, it's just purely for the audience. Yeah, but people are paying to come and watch gymnastics. They're not paying to come and watch... Fire. A flamethrower <laughs> or spotlights. Yeah, yeah, you make a point. They don't come to watch people get set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people might enjoy that, but... I, I only enjoyed the fire <laughs> because the arena is extremely cold, like... All of the time. Yeah. And especially because you have to wait outside for so long. When you march in, you're freezing. So I when you come in, the, the flames go up. Like, really hot, but the back gym. It's freezing. It's cold. There's so much empty space. Like I think the amount of people that actually come in to the arena to watch it, everyone's body heat sort of warms it up and everyone's mm. moving and competing and sweating and crapping themselves over scores coming through like <laughs> it warms the arena yeah up. crapping yourself over a score really really does make the arena get warm doesn't it <laughs> oh, I, I can imagine the heat that's coming off me when i'm like oh come on i'm on a 15 <laughs> <laughs> um 
I suppose that kind of ties in to what's next. It, it kind of like, I think we've we've outdone that and we can't really get to the bottom of it without actually asking questions. And I personally don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Unless you do. You feel free. If you want to go down that rabbit hole and you want to email loads of BG stuff, you crack on, mate. But No, I just, I just guess <laughs> like... If you listen, if you listen to this episode, just give us some feedback. What, what do you think? What, what do you think about mine and Jay's opinion on it? What are your personal opinions on it? Yeah, send it in. I think that you can send a voice note. You can send a voice note on Anchor app, and that is coming to Apple Podcasts soon. Um, By the time this is out, hopefully, hopefully it'll actually be verified, or I don't even know what the word is. Validated. Validated. validated? Yeah. Validated, and we will be on Apple Podcasts. Um, or, or just carry on on social media. Send send me and Jay some messages of what what you think about the topics that we're discussing. Yeah, because it could get pretty heated. But um, I wanted to ask you a question because I think a lot of people ask these questions to us. A lot of people want to get like the nitty gritty into our sessions or, or into our li- into our lives, not just our sessions. Um, but our lives are personal. That's that's like Personally, that's where I draw the line anyway, even yeah. though most of my life is everywhere <laughs> and you're the same. Um, but in a session... What frustrates you the most? What annoys you the most? Like, what really what really grinds your gears, Brim Bevan? <laughs> well, Jay, what really grinds my gears? Um, I'd, I'd, I guess it's different every day depending how I'm feeling that day. Um, like, some days I walk into gym happy, which hasn't happened very much recently. <laughs> um, and other days you, you, you walk in and you, you're already a bit annoyed and anxious about what what you have to do in the session um yeah. i guess it's worrying looking forward into the future about upcoming competitions and how well you want to perform but i, I guess i need to get past that and just stay and stay in the now stay in the moment but um so you're saying that's like the pre-frustration yeah that's the type of stuff that could potentially already start to ruin make your day. or break my session sometimes yeah. like it's about mindset isn't it sometimes I come into the gym and I'm I'm already not feeling positive about the day. Yeah. Um, whereas other days I come in and I absolutely smash it. Um, but that's not so much about the gymnastics because I actually love being in the gym. It's an escape to a lot of things and other stuff that's happening outside the gym. Mm. Um, family, friends, just anything going on in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a nice little three-hour window of escape. Um I guess it's just when what really grinds my gears is when I expect better from myself, mm. um, whether that's my attitude. Like sometimes I'm in the gym, I'm annoyed, and then I get annoyed because I'm annoyed as well. Um, it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. and Or, or whether it's performance-based as well. Like I'm, I'm on the pommel doing a routine and I fall on a move that I really shouldn't be falling on. Mm. Like it's a bit different if it's something brand new. Um, like you kind of expect to make a few mistakes. You have to make a few mistakes to, to know how to handle that. Um, but prime example, the European Games just gone. Um, me falling on a pirouette. Like I smiled and I laughed at the time, but and it's a stupid mistake. But looking back at it, I'm like, how do I fall on a pirouette? Like it's the most basic thing. It's one of the first things you learn on P-bars and gymnastics. Mm. A handstand, a swing. A pirouette. And then there's me doing my cuts. Perfect. <laughs> Falling on a pirouette. It's, it's the little things. Yeah. Like, with the bigger skills, you kind of expect certain little mistakes and stuff. 
Um, you can for, you can almost it's like you can forgive them because they're they're hard. So you're like ah. Uh, yeah, and so, like whatever. some of them are, uh, are minuscule adjustments that could be the difference between you catching a Kovac on high bar and missing it. Like so, it's tiny little adjustments that I'd have to do to do that, and that that's okay. Yeah. But then sometimes on the basic skills, I don't know where it's gone wrong. I get what you mean by that, because you're kind of just like, I've done it for years. How can I screw that up? Yeah. How does that even make sense to me? Like that, it doesn't. It doesn't compute. If I can do something that's impossible to <laughs> to, to, to what most people would think. Gymnastics is impossible in itself. Like the stuff that we do, the stuff that I see these little kids chucking these days as well. I'm like mind blown well by the like at their age if you compare what we were doing at their age to what they're doing at their age it's a whole different game now yeah gymnastics levels just gone just gone up it's skyrocketed it's it's actually i find it scary like i watch these kids doing like some of their crazy shit and i'm like whoa i need to retire soon (laughs) 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 like you're you're like 10 years younger than me and you're almost like you're doing stuff i can't do yeah but yeah. I know, it, it, we, how do we always end up off topic? <laughs> we, we're not, we're still on the same topic. And I, I guess that's just, for, for me, that's a that's a struggle in the gym that I have with them little things. But the biggest thing that I have to remember and I really have to snap myself out of sometimes is every day can't be a good day. Like you have to have some sort of bad things happen for you to know the difference between the good and the bad. Yeah. You with can't with be gymnastics, if, if I'm doing a perfect Kovac every single time, then I, I don't know. I don't know what a bad one is, or if my action you can't feels slightly off. Bad one. I have to know how to catch a Kovac from a bad action, as well as catching it from a good action, because it's not going to be perfect every time. No, exactly. I could get to competition and do a rubbish action, and I've still got to stand that bar somehow. Yeah, and by the time that you got there, you wouldn't have a clue how to do that. No, exactly. If I'm doing them perfect every time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's just about staying, reminding myself of that, and staying in the moment. I think yeah. that was another topic that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, um, that was. Which I I've had to do a lot of recently. I've um, noticed. Like I I just because of stuff going on outside the gym, which I'm not I'm not I don't really want to go into details and stuff. No, we're not going to go into that, don't we? Um, but I like I said, I walk into the gym sometimes. I'm already a bit anxious, upset, whatever, and. I've I've had a bad turn. It just it makes me melt down sometimes. Just complete meltdown mode, yeah. and I, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't know how to get back on the apparatus and do it well, perform it well. And I I keep having to take myself off into the corner away from everyone um, to reset myself, ground myself, and that's that's something that you have to do to sort of get back in the moment. Yeah. So for me, it's about breathing making sure that I'm going in through my nose and out through my mouth. Doing that a lot. Count to 10, 30, whatever, however long you need to do. Um, and, a 30 and the, second breath. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like that long. Okay, right. Not I just one say, breath. I don't know many people who like, can, I don't know many people blue. who can breathe in for 30 seconds. <laughs> Personally, I'm about a seven second man. And, uh, and another technique that I've learned of like grounding recently is, um, naming things you can see or, or free free things of name free things you can see free things you can hear oh that's new to me free things you can smell 
three things you can taste and three things you can feel. Um, when you first try that, it's a very, very, very long process. So for one of those, for you, is what you can taste coffee. Yeah. Particularly coffee a three scooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coffee, <laughs> sweat, sometimes blood. <laughs> for me, my, um, my grounding technique that I was taught was... Uh, I like that one that you've got though. I'm going to use that. But the one I've got taught was uh, to touch something. Yeah. So like anything, anything you can look for, you, what you do is you feel the texture, you feel the temperature and you just kind of sit there and you focus on it. And like you really, really concentrate on what you're touching, how yeah. it feels, like which way the, like if it's a material, which way the material moves and which way it's rough and like the heat and the temperature and everything like that. And it really like, you do that for about a minute and it really brings you back, especially if you're having like, um like a mini like anxiety yeah attack because that's what i found like it happened to me when i was out in london i don't like crowds and i don't like small spaces yeah and i don't like people <laughs> on my case a lot of the time so when i have a lot of things to do it really stresses me out and like in that moment i had those three things completely happen to me yeah and i just went into meltdown mode um so then instantly i was like oh what do i have to do what do i need to do and i was out in public so i was like proper panicking skywalker here <laughs> Panic. <laughs> i was i was like really really scared of what to do and i didn't know what to do and then i remembered um and i did that whole thing i was like i remember i was in waitrose yeah and i literally just like stuck my hand on a shelf i must have looked like an absolute freak because <laughs> i just stuck my hand in this you freezer. gotta do what's best for you though at the end of the day isn't it like, yeah exactly at that moment in time i did not give a shit i just wanted to sort myself out so i just stuck my hand in this freezer <laughs> and i was just like scraping my fingers along trying to touch it and trying to fucking bring myself back and that was the only way and that worked for me i've never really had to use it in the gym and i think for me it's because i'm so distracted by so many different things that yeah well recently you've you always take your um airpods around with you you're always yeah. listening to either music or podcast or something yeah i don't Are think listening to uh gym therapy <laughs> of course <laughs> who else would i listen to other than myself uh, no, I am, um, for me, that's an escape. So the gym for me at the moment is probably like a really, like the last three days in particular has been really tough because I've just been having. We're in preparation for the, the British team championships yeah. and it's a bit of a, I guess it's a bit of a shock to your system. It's a, it's a bit stressful for me because I wasn't really, I've only had to do three pieces for it and that's not the bad thing, but there's just been certain things because I took a lot of time out. It's been yeah. th certain things that have been hard to come back from and, uh, I don't think looking back at it, my AirPods are probably the worst escape because they don't actually they don't actually help. What they do is they just isolate me. And it's it's yeah. isolation is normally one of the like it's the most common thing to do if you've got like depression or anxiety and it's the worst thing that you can do. And I noticed that the only reason I come to that realization was Scott yesterday literally said to me, he was like, Oh, you look better today. I was like, Oh, why is that? He was like, Oh, you don't have your AirPods in yeah. and you're not like you're yeah, not I, just I said in your own to you the other day as well because, like, you you come in and you're one day in particular you didn't even say hello. You just sort of come in, put your AirPods in, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was oh, a bad. I, day. I don't know what to say <laughs> to you today, but uh, the best thing to do is to talk, isn't it? Like, yeah, it normally it's it's the biggest thing. Is it not a lot of people? It's the last thing you want to do, but no. it's it's the best thing that you can do. Exactly, a lot of people are afraid of it because they don't want to. They don't want to be a burden on someone's day because personally, like, I don't mind talking 
But I, I only talk if someone's like, oh, are you okay today? I wouldn't go up to them and be like, oh, I'm having a really shit day. Can you help me out? Yeah. Because a lot of the time people are like, I feel like a burden. And if I talk to you about my problems, it's going to make you feel like shit. And I don't want to do that. No, but it isn't about, isn't about that, is it? It's just, is sometimes it's just having a little friendly conversation and like you said, not having to go into that escape and isolate yourself. Yeah. Like I once, once um, I come over to you that day and said, like, you're right, mate, I, I can see you, like, you're taking yourself off. And you explained to me, like, instantly after you sort of said, I'm, I'm struggling a bit today. Yeah. You looked a bit better even just from saying I'm struggling a bit today. Oh, yeah. It always helps to get it off your chest. That's the biggest thing. That's why, like, um, I'd say, like, therapy is really helpful, but at the same time, if you've got a friend that you can do that to, it's pretty much just as helpful. Yeah, which it, that's that's all therapy is, is just talking to someone. Yeah, they're just a neutral figure to talk to. But yeah, but mm -hmm. actually, the day that's... Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's that's, that's <laughs> mm -hmm. all it comes yeah. down to, really. Yeah, but that day as well, it was funny because Scott was like, oh, you're looking better today, you haven't got your AirPods out of there. And I was like, I'm actually not. I'm actually still in a really sh like shite mood. Yeah. But the only reason I haven't put my AirPods in is because they're in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but... In that moment, I was like, actually, maybe they should just stay in the car at the moment. Yeah. And I actually had like, I had quite a good session. And then today was kind of similar. I left them in the car again. Because again, I forgot. But at the same time, I was grateful I forgot. But it's it's just isolation. It's probably just like, you need to come to the realization isolation is not bad. And that's what I think me and you are quite good at lately. Is that we're both going through, a little, like, I'm not going to say what it is, but we're both going through something on the outside of gymnastics. Yeah. And we both, <clears throat> whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and, we, and we both still talk to each other or at least have the courtesy to like message each other and say like, if you're, are you okay? If not, like I'll come around or do you want to come around or do you want to make a podcast? Yeah. Just something. A podcast is talking as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, exactly. It's conversation. It gets you to forget about all the crap that's going on. I think it's helpful. That was a real tangent. That was quite <laughs> deep. They got a little bit deep. We're, we will go into, uh, we'll discuss, I'm sure that'll come up a, a few times, that topic, for throughout our, our yeah. podcasting days. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I guess it will dig deeper each time as well, but. It's just because I think it's because it's an ongoing journey with us both. Yeah. With it. And it's something that is, in our lives, quite relevant and constant. And it's, well, I don't, I don't really mind talking about it because it, if it helps anyone anyone in particular i don't care like yeah. it's like if it helps one person then like i'm happy uh it, helping people is one of the most fulfilling things and rewarding things yeah well that, that's what they say with um <clears throat> happiness isn't it to concentrate on other people mm. as opposed to just yourself because mm. you get fulfillment out of making other people laugh and smile and whatever else really don't you yeah, exactly you can take a look at your day and be like well i had a shit day but i made this guy laugh yeah because he was he was having a shit day but i made him laugh so <laughs> that was a good thing <laughs> <laughs> anyway that was uh i think that's enough for that one yeah. we'll come back to that with <laughs> the thing is i want to talk to that with with more with more of the guests and the people that we're going to bring on so as much as we'll probably go over the same topics anyway. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to get other people's views, but we'll just we'll just hit the nail on the head <laughs> for today. Um I've got some really I, I like these. These are like juicy little topics for me. 
Okay. Like we've got like we've got a list. I haven't of seen all of these questions. You like <laughs> keeping it a surprise for me. I do because I like honest answers, and you can see them. You can see them now if you really look. Probably. I have the, the screen's at a bit of a bit of a sideways angle for me. Don't wanna don't wanna okay. not, like you cross eyed or anything. <laughs> no one can see you. <laughs> but these these a lot of the stuff I've been listening to is is about like Instagram lately and 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 all the stuff that Instagram comes with, which is like the dopamine and all that crap. But um, what I've written here is is a sentence that says, we want to be successful in a world that views success as like and likes and views. So how do you measure, measure uh, I can't speak, man. <laughs> Got a really dry mouth. <laughs> how do you measure success? And what is your version of success? Is it is it likes? With, is it views? with the success and uh, likes and views in mind. It just in in general anything. So so what is your is your version of success? Uh, like like medals, accolades. Uh, is your version of success happiness? Is it um, achievements? Is it earning sixty thousand pounds? Is it having a house? Is it having a house, kids, and a dog? What is your version of success? Because a lot of the time in like this era, yeah, success is deemed as things. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's deemed as like Gucci or like I said, like Instagram. It's like your version of success could be, oh, I've got five hundred thousand followers on Instagram, but then you could look at someone else who's got a house, a dog, and a family, and is way happier than the person with five hundred thousand followers on Instagram because. Although it gets you stuff and it gets you products and it gets you money potentially, mm. actually doesn't mean shit. Um, <laughs> that was. Oh, I, that think, was I, think I think I've been there. Um, and it was a very deep, dark hole. Uh, at one point, I did measure it with likes and views. Uh, I, I always used to try and post for people, yeah. um, especially on Instagram, because that, that was where I got most of my following. Um, around 2016 like i went up to 150,000 followers at one point yeah i think um, that's only natural that you'd probably be like oh my god like i'm on instagram now. yeah and it, it sort of <laughs> happened over, over such a short period of time um i think i was on 30,000 followers before i went out to to rio maybe, maybe 50 um jesus and literally over the space of probably a couple of days it, it just went up and up and i, I had to send my notifications off because my my phone died like instantly <laughs> Um, and and at that point I was like, whoa. Yeah, but you were getting a proper rush from like, it all. A lot of people like me, but <laughs> that's not the case. Like people don't follow you because they necessarily like you. Um, and I think that that's a way some people do still look at that. What yeah. do you mean though? Because at the time, do you not think people were following you because they liked you, or do you think they were following you because of the meme or the? Yeah, well, it was hype? it was the meme that sort of skyrocketed, it, weren't it? Um, yeah. But it's just, it's certain things that that happen, like, just that go mental, go viral. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was a viral thing. Um, so every, everyone jumped ever, on the like... bandwagon of popularity because that was what was popular at the time. That, that mm. meme blew up. Everyone was like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but we then... all saw it and we were like, what the hell brings a meme? <laughs> Who the hell is Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I... Although people were following me f for it, it and the meme was popular, I I weren't popular, and I think that's where people, some people, get confused. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I kind of know what you mean. It wasn't. 
because people were like, oh, I want to follow Brim Bevan. Yes. Because he's at the Olympics. They were. It was more like, oh, he's the guy from the meme. Yeah. He's well, Tyler. Or the, or they've seen me on TV for during the Olympics. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we're they're in the, the moment. That they're like, oh my there. god, Brim Bevan, gymnastics, Olympian, follow. Mm. And then slowly afterwards, it, it drops. It drops. <laughs> it just keeps dropping. Um, and I, you're in such a bubble out there as well. Um, like when I come home, that that was sort of. It was mental. That was one of my worst points. Um, yeah, that's like the biggest thing that we notice from I'd, Olympics. I had achieved the absolute pinnacle of a gymnastics career. Like mm. that, you can't or an athlete's career. Of, uh, yeah, to be or some some sports don't can't. No, no, no. That, they're not an Olympic sport. Um, but that that's the best thing in gymnastics. Like obviously, I can't better it. I, c I can get a medal next time. Yeah. Um, but in terms of actually a competition and experience, it's the pinnacle. And then afterwards, I was like, I don't know what to do with myself now. Because um, mm. there's so much hype around it. You're probably, you probably got a million and one emotions while you're out there. I, like, you're buzzing I, I, the whole time. So yeah. when you come back as well, you just flatline, you knack as well. Like, I, haven't, I haven't spoke about it much. Um, I, I still don't fully feel ready to, but I, I just finished competing at the Olympic Games. And when we was boarding the plane on the way back from Rio, just burst into tears. I like, I don't know what happened. I still, I still can't explain it. Like my emotions and that. I don't know what I was feeling, but. Probably euphoria, mate. I mean, I, d I didn't even know about this. You didn't even tell me. I know, like <laughs> I, I, I've sort of tried to block it out, but like it was sort of, it was sort of sadness really, to be honest with you, like. So it ended. Yeah, I'm just like, what, what do I do now? Do I? Like obviously, I wanted to, I want to go and have Olympic Games. I'm still here now, but mm. like, that's another four years away. Like I've trained my whole life. I've trained twenty years for this. Like what? And I'm like, I performed my absolute best. Like I physically couldn't have done any better. I've come back from at that time. I've come back from a broken leg. I shouldn't have been here. I've I've done my best. I've been my best. Like, and I. I didn't come away with a medal, uh, and I think that's what that's what really got me at the time. Mm. But then that that's what that's what I wanted to say about measure the measure of my measure of success at the that time. It was like it was followers, it was medals, it was trophies, yeah. and I think that's why I ended up crying on on the way back from from Rio. What was the dis? What so you're saying was it like a semi disappointment that I didn't get. Uh, either a final of my own or, okay. or a medal, or a team medal. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I thought I was going to come away with one, like the the way we all performed and stuff as well. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, that's that's so that's how I felt at the time. Medals, followers, blah blah blah. They all meant a lot to it, you. And it, it's been a long journey for me to sort of understand it. And it's about it's about the the journey, not the destination. Like, I hear that a lot. Niall says that a lot. Yeah. Um. And just every memory and experience that I can take away with me from that. Um, I guess my measure of success is what I'm trying to say is is happiness. Did I enjoy that journey? Yeah. Happiness and, and memories. Yeah, I've, I've made memories. I've got, like, they're not all photographed. They're not all, like, I, I, some of them I can't even explain. Or, like, I, I wouldn't know how to. Mm. But the, I can remember how they made me feel at the time. So, yeah. like, while I was out there, I had an absolute blast. It was the best time of my life. And then, like, just coming back training, like, it's trying to just make sure I'm happy every day, making sure I'm doing something every day, something every day that makes me smile. 
Yeah. And if I can, if I can crack a smile every day, that's success to me. Holy shit. That was deep. <laughs> that, that I was like deep. that. I rate that. I like your measurement of success. So, damn, I don't even know where to go from that. Um, What's your measurement of success, Jay? Mine's the same, mate. Mine's exactly the same. Now, my 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 view of success has uh, has been the same as yours. It's at the start when Instagram for me was going really really well and all that. Like, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, like I'm gonna be a content creator. I'm gonna be the shit. Mm. And I'm gonna get thousands of YouTube subscribers, thousands of Instagram followers, thousands of likes. Da, 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 da. I was like fully into that. Um, whereas now, like, I'm in the same boat as you. I see it more as a distraction now and I'm not that bothered by it. I don't see getting like 6,000 likes or 5,000 likes as being like a, a win. I'm just like, oh, cool. Well, that photo of me did well. <laughs> like, people like a photo of me and my dog. Sweet. Like, when I try and post now, I don't, I don't post for other people, whereas mm. at one point I was. And that's why you don't see me posting every single day and no. making it something I have to do every day. Exactly. If I don't want to post, I won't post. Yeah. But I post things for me that I want to remember how I felt at that time, who I was with. Yeah. So the the measurement of success for me now is like adventures. Yeah. And 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 new things and new experiences. Australia. So, Australia like Australia. I actually think Australia was probably one of my one of my favorite memories. I was. And that, one is, is yeah. That to I, me I was a measurement. It is, what, it is my favorite memory yeah. of a trip abroad. Yeah, and that to me is like that was a success because one, it was a success because it was all a shambles and we hadn't planned any of it. And I think that <laughs> those memories of like That's the whole exciting, planning, though. Yeah, having like, nothing planned and just winging it, completely winging it, and getting out there and probably having like one of the best times of our lives because we were excited that we've just flown the whole way across the world. <laughs> To go to Australia, to do whatever we wanted to, see our friends that were competing, da da da. Um, but yeah, my my um, my need and my want to travel more is stemming from it creating happiness for me. So that they kind of tie together in in uh, a measurement of success. So when I went Iceland, I came back from Iceland, mm. and uh, that was like a massive shock to me because Sony were like, "Oh, um, can you come up with a project?" Because we've got a budget, we want to send you somewhere. Can you come up with a project in like forty-eight hours? I was like, "Oh my god!" Blah, blah, I came up with it, blah, blah. Um, so and that was spa day at like the Blue Lagoon or something. It was. I could have, but it wasn't. <laughs> so went to Iceland, did all that, and that was over in what felt like like the blink of an eye. And I I planned so much for it, and I I it was a stressful time planning for it and all that lot, and and sorting stuff out with Jack, the photographer, and and Reese and everything, and then getting everything so that it ran smoothly to get as much out of it as we could possible. And we did, we succeeded. And when I got back home, I did the same thing as you from Rio almost on a mm. on a smaller scale. But because that had all kind of hit me and I hadn't had any time to take it in, I had a shower. And then all of a sudden, it was like the day after we got back, I had a shower and I just, I just cried. <laughs> but it wasn't because I was sad. It was because I was like proper overwhelmed at what just happened. Like someone fully just sent me to Iceland to make videos because it's, it seemed like a good idea. And that was like from the start of when I wanted to do YouTube and stuff like that, I was like a, 
it was like a, a myth and a dream to me. It was like, nah, if that happens, then that's like, that's it. I made it. I think, I think, uh, I, d- I don't know if everyone experiences it, but it's a, it's an emotional release, isn't it? Like you're not necessarily always sad and, and want to cry, but the build up of all these emotions, excitement, happiness, maybe a bit of sadness. Yeah. It has to uh, come to out. Being so busy that you're so focused on one task that there's nothing else that matters in that time. No. And then once that task or something's over, it you releases. Have enough, you're not focused on something. So you start thinking about everything and it just it erupts like a volcano. Yeah. yeah all no. co- it all comes out like, and even you, if it's not sadness, it all comes out in tears. Yeah. And you can't fathom why. You just kind of sat there like, why the hell? Like I was sat there and I was like, why the hell? Why am I crying? Like, I just had, like, the best three days of, of like, not my life, but the best three days that I could have expected out there. Yeah. I'm not sad. I'm actually buzzing at what I've just done. Like, why? I couldn't understand it. And then I obviously, I spoke to someone about it, and they were like, no, nah, it, it was just a lot of emotion that you just built up because it was, you didn't have time to process it. And then all of a sudden, it was like, bam. Yeah. You realize what just happened. <laughs> and you're like, shit. <laughs> that was sick. I think that's why self-reflection is so important. Mm. You have to think back about how you felt in certain times leading up to a project and just like, as if you just let it build up and you don't think about it and then you think about everything all at once is what happens. Yeah. Do you think that's, that, but that, that, that ties into that saying that, that, that Niall always says, you know, it's not about, it's not, it's not about the destination. Just about the journey, it's about the, the journey. destination, whatever, however, whatever way it goes. But yeah, that's literally exactly that. Yeah, and I think because of your 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 Olympics, it was like the journey of that for you was rough. So you've gone against all odds. You've done it. You competed really well, and then you probably had a few parties that were probably out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't do that. <laughs> had a couple of tap waters. And you had like one of the best times of your life and you achieved a dream that you and your family have like always spoken about. And then you don't really like, you can't think about that at the time because if you think about it, that's like a distraction. And if you let yourself go in that moment, then who knows what will happen because your mindset won't be in the place it needs to be. So to, to me, like it weren't it like, obviously the horrific build up and stuff, breaking my leg and going into it. That's That's a year. It it wasn't even a year. That was you had like six, seven, seven months, and to me, it weren't six and seven months. And I, I I think about this a lot, and I, I haven't actually managed to really put a finger on it until just thinking about it for this. Mm. For me, that feeling, that crash, was since like two thousand and nine, like. Well, obviously, everything I went through with my dad losing my dad to cancer and stuff, mm-hmm. the, the promise I made to get myself to, to an Olympic Games, do my best and try and get a medal, that was a lot of weight to carry on my shoulder. So that in 2009, then I I went through a big struggle where I ended, I ended up eating. That was my emotional sort of rescue. Food was my rescue at that time. Got heavy, couldn't do gymnastics, nearly quit. Come back. Then 2013, um, 2014, I ended up with like three three stress fractures in my back. 2000 and 
15, I broke my leg. And then to like 2016, obviously, I achieved my lifelong dream. Mm-hmm. How many years is that? It's like six, seven, seven years. Seven years build up of emotion. Suppressed suppressed emotion. Yeah. Yeah, I see how that could uh, <laughs> that could do that to a person. But it must have felt like quite a nice release. Kind of, if you know what I mean, like a release and a relief, like a sigh of relief that you've done it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you promised him and you went through with it and you did it against like all odds near enough. But I think that's what got me through at the time, like against all odds. Yeah. Like, Do you reckon? I made, I made that promise. I broke my leg and I weren't prepared to break that promise. Yeah, like, I was going to say. what got me through that time. Was it the promise? Because if it weren't for the promise, do you reckon you would have just been like, ah, shit, like, obviously not this time. I think I was kind of clueless what I, what, the severity of what I, whoa. Wow. Sorry about that. Um, I think I was kind of clueless to the severity of what I'd done at the time. Um, but yeah, ultimately, the promise is what carried me through that. Damn. You should write a book, man. I want to. I'm serious. I think I'd have to get some, like a ghost wire or something. Yeah. I can just listen to all our podcasts, get us an extra view and everything. <laughs> <laughs> just write our podcast down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think um, unless you want to you wanna go over a topic, is there anything you want to talk about? That's like, that's all of my stuff down. And we've gone way, way past what I thought we were going to talk about. And I'm actually... It's that a very, was, very long episode. It is a long episode, but I think it's actually... That's one of our best. I mean, we've only done, like, what, six? Well, it's, it's raw, <laughs> isn't it? Like, raw reactions, raw stories. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy. That's that's everything for today. Um, I guess in, in the ne- one of the next episodes, I want to wanna go over our stories individually. Mm-hmm. That, I think that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. I grew up in clown school <laughs> and <laughs> I don't even know where I plucked that from. <laughs> we should probably end it here because this is just going to get stupid, but you want to go over personal stories. Yeah. If everyone's game for that, then I don't know what you do on the anchor app. Can you leave a like? I can't remember. I, I literally yeah, don't know how you like, do it. Um, give it a thumbs up, rate it. Uh, and just, yeah, like, sorry about how long this episode has been, but that went really deep. Um, if you've got any other questions or any other topics that you want us to, to, to discuss in the future, just make sure to send either me or Jay a message uh, on the Anchor app, wherever you can find us, and um, we'll try and discuss them in the future. Yeah. And Thank we've you got... for listening. See you in the next one.